Welcome to this wartime episode of... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, right? I want to put a filter on it. Like a Hello, filter. welcome Like to there's it. explosions yeah. and sirens in the background. Sounds like a 50s radio. Like yeah, so. like an old-timey radio play. <laughs> War of the Worlds type of shit. Oh my gosh, but it's real. Yeah. Uh, this is Pop Salsa. I am your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy, Ernesto. Hello, I am uh, Ernesto. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard not to talk about shit that's going on in the world today. Yeah. You know? Uh, was it Wednesday? Yes. Wednesday morning? Yeah. No, or Thursday. Oh, was it Friday? Today's Friday. Oh, today's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday morning, I think, I believe, yeah. Thursday morning, we woke yeah, up. Yeah, right, because he spoke Monday, and then it was pre-recorded. Yeah, <laughs> pre-recorded. So, when, Thursday morning, we woke up to the news that Russia has invaded Ukraine yeah. um, in a clear act of war, yeah. which is... Who would have thought, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, even the comparison, it's what, the biggest ground war since World War II? Probably. Yeah. I, I would imagine. In our lifetime, right? Yeah, I mean, like, we've had, obviously, the, the United States can't really have, doesn't have the moral high ground on, on a situation like this. Because, right. you know, Iraq, yeah, Afghanistan. Any, um, any of the Middle Eastern Yeah, <laughs> we've point. just laid waste to, to those people and... You could make the argument that they're worse off than, than, when, we, than when we first went in. Um, but yeah, you know, it's crazy. Like us being history buffs in a sense where we're fascinated with the ins and outs of what happened during World War II. And now we're essentially on the cusp of what could potentially be World War Three. Right. It's fucking like, un, like again, who would have thought, you it, know? Yeah. Yes. When I go to work and then all my podcasts are just covering ukraine yeah. and it's it's surreal very right? it's very surreal. one have it in our lifetime that there might be a world war three like there have been extended extended conflicts right yeah. here and there obviously we're like we're the u.s we do what we want i guess yeah i mean but, us being millennials we grew up in the post civil war area yeah. era where excuse me where there was um legit at times uh a real threat of a nuclear holocaust happening you know the bay of pigs the yeah cuban missile crisis uh in the 80s i'm sure uh <laughs> in the 90s yeah in the like, 80s yeah. but then now like we've had you know us the the conflicts aside we've had relative peace in right. the world for at least our lifetimes but now where we have this clear as day dictator in russia Deciding that Ukraine has no right to be a sovereign nation and wants to claim it as a part of Russia. Right, yeah. It's like, whoa. Where <laughs> <did> <laughs> yeah, it's you get the parallels, right? Very and much like, so, You get yeah. the parallels with Germany and like saying that these are German Germanic lands. The German-speaking people deserve their right. to be part of Germany. Right. Which is what essentially <laughs> Putin is saying. The, which is, you look at his, his excuse for invading Ukraine and you look at Hitler's excuse of invading first Czechoslovakia and then Poland. Yeah. Right? That he wants to unite the German-speaking people. And if he, if it wasn't for him, they would face, like, genocide or racism or whatever nonsense is talking. And this is exactly what Putin is saying. Exactly. He's facing to stop, to avert a genocide of the Russian people and to rate the racist acts that, that his people are being, uh, are suffering. Yeah. When I heard it, I was like, wait, are you, and he's just, like... He's just throwing it whatever sticks. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, the people, the Rus people, Russian-speaking people are not being a more focused or second-class citizens. Yeah. Right? Russia's not being the main language. Yeah. Something like that. And she, he's talking about how the culture is evolving past it. But he's to him, he's threatened culturally. Yeah. And it's exactly what, what Hitler was God. saying. It's, it's insane. Like, 
we we so like how can we even describe what we're actually feeling because this is a whole i don't want to say a shock because like the writing has been on the wall yeah but when we're actually presented when it's actually like not at our foot at our doorstep but like on our block yeah of of you know this terrible um conflict being escalated to something potentially more horrific where like all the jokes aside were literally <laughs> like yeah we're on shit. the cusp like yeah. if you want to we watched munich edge of war it's like what were the edge of war yeah right, right? yeah yeah and then like it's it's crazy because like us living in in the united states we're and with two oceans on either side of the country we're pretty much isolated from a lot of things yeah it's canada um, <laughs> just kidding. Canada so, feeling ballsy. Those fuckers. <laughs> All we would have to do is just talk bad about them, <laughs> and crying and shit. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. and then look, like, the Mexicans. All they want to do is work. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like just they didn't want to come here to work. Yeah. So like, obviously, us not being uh, heads of state or anything like that, we don't really exactly know the ins and out of what's going on. We only see like what's actually being reported in the surface. Yeah. And what you know, what's crazy? Did you see the the, the tweet that Beijing News accidentally uh, tweeted or or uh, yeah, I guess it would be the tweeted or posted the guidelines of what the CCP would allow them to uh, air. What the yeah. heck? Are you <laughs> serious? No, I did. that's just weird though. Yeah, it, it was basically like any any news that favors the West, censor it, and anything that favors like us and the Russians, like yeah, promote the shit out of it. Bro, like we we were way episodes past. We were just talking about how history and I, I was really ticked off, I suppose, that how how do we not learn from our past, right? Yeah. How do we keep making mistakes where we have books and textbooks and and footage of of our mistakes and how we should avert that but now we're here at the cusp of war and it's happening again (laughs) the same the same place it's 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 happening again it's a horrific situation what's going on and yeah um, definitely you know like the president of ukraine has essentially declared i would just say like martial law or or whatever equivalent is uh, for their people and essentially said whoever is willing to fight you know pick up arms yeah and hopefully we are never presented with a situation like that here um but you know a country that has more guns than the population <laughs> i don't think that's ever gonna <laughs> that's ever gonna be yeah i mean like just texas alone is yeah. like a battle a battlefield state the just, south just right. let them loose <laughs> right just let them, if they invade from that direction yeah they're just they're gonna get they're fucked. Down. yeah if they decide that the their their version of d-day is landing in the gulf <laughs> <laughs> they're the weakest there like <laughs> it's it's no go for them but you know it's horrific um Scenes of you know the the Russian missiles uh, hitting the airport, the Ukraine, Kiev airport, and and like a, the the horrific pictures and, and videos of people like at the aftermath of that, you know, all bloody and shit like that. Yeah. It's like this is stuff we've seen already. Like how, first of all, to ask how we could have avoided this, I think is a little naive. Yeah. But the question of how still remains. You know, like how do we let this happen? Yeah. Yeah. Other than committing our troops which is also another can of worms within itself yeah yeah how do we 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, at a, I'm literally at a loss at worst because it's like you see the footage of them invading Odessa and then for some reason Chernobyl. Like, good, good job. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Yeah, right, you're back. Welcome. This is the key to the Russian super soldier project. <laughs> right? It's like I saw, the, I saw them like taking pictures of the dome, you yeah. know, or the dome of the, the reactor, I think three was it. Or, yeah. yeah, and then it's like, yay, congratulations, you took back your mistake. I know, right? Which is literally like, it's, yeah. Well, like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with it that we, as a as a as a world, haven't already figured out? <laughs> like, no, uh, Chernobyl never happened. That was all a lie. Proper, uh, it's Western, Western propaganda. propaganda. <laughs> no, that's what it's. T- <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I, other than other than us literally having our forces on the border of Poland and uh, the Baltic states. Yeah, which we have. You know, after World War One, there was a thing called the uh, the League of Nations, mm-hmm. which was formed to find a way to peacefully resolve, uh, you know, conflict between nations. And then uh, Japan basically said "fuck you" to them and walked out. Mm-hmm. And they realized how powerless they were. Yeah. And then after World War Two, the uh, the UN was started, but the UN has uh, forces, NATO. Yeah. yeah. And. It's, I feel like what I've been reading is that it's kind of iffy mm-hmm. on what nation is able to qualify to the UN or just join the UN and NATO. Because, like, Ukraine has has been asking for it for a few years now. Yeah. Finland isn't part of a NATO. Sweden isn't part of NATO. Yeah, because they don't want anything to yeah. do. <laughs> but now, like, we, we see, like, this crazy asshole in Russia, you know, making advances for territory these nations are like, okay, yeah, maybe we should have a redesign, or not redesign, but like a reimagining of what it is necessary to be able to, Mr. Miyagi, that fly. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, what it is to be able to join, you know, NATO. Yeah, it seems like the idea is, is there, right? Yeah, we yeah. want to prevent a war that's so horrific that generations are lost. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just like, they're just completely wide, the lost generation and stuff like that. But then, how can we do that if, most of it were inactive. Mm-hmm. They're inactive, right? Especially when it comes to what's happening now. It would have been nice to have peacekeeping forces. You know, if you attack us, we'll probably the whole West is gonna come in. Yeah. Right? See, and like we look at what where the the lines are split. You know, allies and axes. If you want to use those terms again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the allies are basically all like West pro-democracy countries and the Axis are all you know Soviet era communist remnants of communists (laughs) but now it's not the same because now you know China has a a pretty substantial army and a nuclear program whatever the fuck is happening in North Korea they have bottle rockets or something (laughs) you see that meme where it's like Kim Jong-un has like this little caricature and he drops a a missile on the boots of an American soldier and he's like what (laughs) 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 which is essentially as far as we know that yeah I mean, there's always been talk about, oh, the North Koreans have a nuke now, but can we be really sure? Right. <laughs> I mean, they can barely afford to feed their people. Yeah, and keep the lights on. I mean, the whole capital is just like, safe for, you know, the journalists staying yeah. at the Pyongyang <laughs> hotel. Yeah. So, to what, what end would this be? You know, like that famous saying, mm. I think it was um, Einstein, mm. where he said he doesn't know what, what weapons World War Three is going to be fought but World War Four is going to be fought with sticks with and stones. sticks and stones, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I we we spoke about this a little bit, but 
you did bring up a good point that most of these countries they don't like each other. Yeah. Right. And and maybe we can. We're find talking this, about the axes. The axes, right? Right. right. Not the, the Western states. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, the axes. They they have their own agendas. Very right? much they so. have mo- most of what they want for their own country for themselves, and uh, I think I can find solace in that. Just because yeah. it's, uh, you know, you don't want to have a team that hates each other and they're always stepping on each other's foots, right? And yeah. then you have the West who has an organized uh, contingent, right? Mm-hmm. The whole NATO itself. And then you have Russia and it's all separate. Like Russia yeah. and North Korea and stuff. So yeah. uh, maybe greed will be their downfall or they overextend and there's multiple fronts, you know, if... World War Three does happen, and the Axis and Allies do come at blows. There will be multiple fronts for multiple battle zones. Yeah, like for sure. You know, we've we've uh, we know now that well, not now, but we've <laughs> known that China has is very interested in establishing or reestablishing what what they consider their old borders, right. including Taiwan. Yeah, which I acknowledge Taiwan as its own sovereign state, and. You know, doing that, they would want to go to invade that. Hong Kong is another territory. Legally, they have the right to. Yeah. But because it's been a hundred years of British rule and essentially a hundred years of freedom, it's not going to. The people are going like, to go down with, that. Yeah. <laughs> Same with what's happening, right? And then North Korea, obviously, their their whole thing is wanting a, a united Korea. Yeah. So you would say, without like it's it sounds grim saying this, but like for sure, they're not going to win. Yeah. The, the question is going to be at what cost. Right. So, like, United States has the, the most powerful military in the world, the, the history of the world has ever seen, multiple times over. Yeah. Um, so, if they are, like, some nukes launching or something like that, I'm sure there's, like, some Reagan-esque Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Weapons platform in yeah, orbit or in something. orbit, yeah. able to, like, shoot some of them down at least. You know, right. yeah, we might, we might lose Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. might be gone. Gosh, it's so post- post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Right, if you think about it, because especially if China doesn't move on, they're probably going to go into the Jap- Japanese Sea mm-hmm. or the Sea of Japan. So, you have Japan and, you know, the Philippines is right there and the Philippines is basically a colony of the u.s and yeah. so is japan and in, in terms of it being protected under a protectorate very very pro-american right and then we have our fleet there and there's there's as soon as war breaks out there's gonna be it's gonna be quick and we're gonna be on all fronts yeah quickly right? but again like if look at world war ii uh, the the united states was essentially cut off guard yeah caught off guard you know make your arguments on what side you want to believe or not because like there there has been in some intelligence knowing that the, the leaders at the time knew, you know, to some extent that, that there was going to be a potential attack. Right. Yeah, we might get caught off guard, but look what happened to Japan. Right. They, right. <laughs> <laughs> you woken up the sleeping, was it? Sleeping, sleeping giant. The sleeping giant, yeah, right? You, right. You, we unleashed the power of the sun. <laughs> and like, yeah, they have, like, again, yeah, they have their, their own nuclear capabilities, but I don't feel like the... It, 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 what's that word? It pales in comparison. Pales in comparison. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's going to be millions and millions of people who die. Yeah. Which potentially long, long term might be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what side of the aisle you fall on. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's, we're, we're trying to make light of a fucked up situation. Yeah. That's happening right yeah. Now. It's something that it's history's repeating. Yeah, and right, and I, I hate I hate the word because it's the most overused. Right, you know, learn for if you don't learn from the past, it's you're, cliche. You're right, it's cliche, and, it's but right. it's cliche for a reason. Right, and it's cliche for the wrong because <laughs> it keeps yeah. happening. <laughs> 
for the very wrong reasons. Yeah. And it's, uh, especially when we talk about Japan, it makes me curious, like, did they see the right? Right. With what's, what's leading up to the war and what's happening in Europe. Yeah. Did the leaders of the, U, in the U.S. at the time had, knew that Japan was going to act? So did, in some extension, did we know what to do when Russia attacked? I mean, I'm sure. Just like a lot of the reason why Japan started its expansionist agenda was because they are an island an island. Yeah. So their resources are extremely limit, limited. And after uh, Japan being part of the the allies in World War 1, they kind of felt like they got the raw the raw end of the deal. Yeah. Um they were still treated like second class citizens or second class members of of the of the allies and stuff like that. So they had no no resources and no aid coming in, so they decided, "Hey, let's take our destiny into our own hands and expand." Yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately that led to Countless of millions of people dying, you know, both on in China and the Philippines and Americans and Japanese. Yeah. But you, you, the situations like that, you know, you, you have to kind of look at them pragmatically. You look at Russia; they're they're advancing in Ukraine right now, and the the Western nations have basically sanctioned them all to destroy their economy in, in a sense. But what is that going? Yeah, yeah, to the point where. You have people who are protesting the war in Russia, right? There's footage of like a thousand people, which is just you know fraction of the population. Yeah, like you but, guys are allowed to protest in this little right, square. Right, you're right. not gonna get arrested. <laughs> right, and they, and they did get arrested. Right? I don't know if it's on Twitter, but like apparently people who are protesting are gonna be arrested, and the reason was COVID mandates. Yeah. And like no, like just put on this, you know, this mask that covers your head, right? We'll just bring you to the COVID war, you know. It's, <laughs> It's some penal colony somewhere. Yeah, it's Siberia, deep in the, the fucking frozen wasteland. Yeah, and it's even when you look at Russia, Russia is humongous, ginormous. Yeah, do you really need more territory just to sate your ego of traditionalism? Mm-hmm. Right, just because you want you see them, it's it's like and people have been saying that that Putin's having like some COVID heat dream, right? Something's wrong with his head, and why is he attacking this? this little country where he has this huge nation there. Yeah. I mean, well, like, you look at Russia, and I'm sure there are, like, some major cities, like, in the vast emptiness in the middle part. <laughs> but the major the major uh, hub is on the eastern side of Europe. Yeah. You know, Moscow, St. Petersburg, uh, whatever grads there are. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's the thing. Like, in... in um, in during World War Two, Stalin wanted a buffer between the Western nations. That's why him and uh, and Hitler decided to carve up Poland. Yeah. You know, not seeing the writing on the wall or choosing to ignore his intelligence that eventually Hitler was going to attack. <laughs> you know, that's a completely different story. Yeah. But um, I see. As a thing, I don't know why. Why? Why would Putin want to do this? Is yeah. That, is a full on just power move? Yeah. Power I, trip that he's having. I, I think so. I mean, think about it. he basically poisoned the one dude who was talking about him. Yeah. Right. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, what's wrong? Like, yeah. I, there's no issue with that. Oh, how... you got a cold? Oh, sorry. <laughs> right. And it's and it's obvious that that there is remnants of not the KGB. I don't know what they're called now, but there's some KG or something. Right. Yeah. They're they're there and they're yeah. active and they're taking you know pro like I said they're taking protesters into unmarked white vans mm-hmm. like that that doesn't evoke Cold War era KGB that I don't know what does. Yeah, like you look at here and you know, in this during the Civil War we had the Confederacy and then the Union and the Confederacy lost, mm-hmm. and there's still people in parts of the South today being like the the South will rise again. Yeah. But they have no real power. 
<laughs> but in 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 Russia, when the, the end of the Soviet Union, all those people in power, they still had to go somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not as far fetched to say that the people who are in power then, you know, still have some some way of being uh, in power now and want to return to that Soviet era, Soviet bloc esque uh, era. You know. Right. Right. And it was like. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm trying to wreck my because when, when we we have to look at history, right? Yeah. That's the only really uh, peer-reviewed <laughs> proof that we have. And for the most part, history, like Hitler, he just wanted it, just to want it, mm-hmm. and there wasn't really much provocation. Yet they they were with the short end of the stick during World War One, for sure. Right? They were demo- not democracy. They were bankrupt. Right? Bankrupt. Everything they were just the economy destroyed. Huge debt. Right? And there is an ounce of reasoning. To expand in that sense, right? Like a very minuscule, very minuscule, right? Because he he galvanized all you know, the nationalism behind it, rather than fighting, blame the other people, blah blah blah. But it, for Russia, for Putin, for President Putin, it's dictator Putin, dictator. There's what's what's to gain, right? And other than oh, some vague, oh, they're being killed in the st- Russian speakers are being killed in the streets. They're taking down statues of Lenin. Which uh, they should have. Which they right, <laughs> right? It's like that's not your nation anymore, and yeah. and it's something that. It's like, why are you? Why are you? It's just really the reason why they're taking down statues of a bygone era. Yeah, but it's like it's a bygone era, but a bygone era that caused untold amount of pain and sorrow. Yeah, you know, like we know for a fact that <laughs> Stalin he literally purposefully starved the Ukraine. Yeah. Like who knows who knows how many hundreds of if millions if not hundreds of millions of people starved to death in Ukraine. Right. They were erecting billboards telling the people not to eat their children. Like you, we know that this shit happened. Yeah. There's why would they want to be part of <laughs> like, like yes, we were suffering, so we want to be part of like I just it's oh goodness. I am trying to wrap my head around it. I, I'm more of I'm for film buffs, right? Yeah. We the movie buffs, history buffs, but I can't fathom the global ramifications of that. That's going to be something major, right? And if it's anything, our children's children are going to have to suffer the consequences. Like who knows? Maybe there's like remember that one country back in 2022? You know, with the nuclear area, right? <laughs> the bomb down there, the, 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 radiation, the radiation, zone. radiation zone that we used to call it now, or something like that. Oh my god, it's, it's crazy. And what is what's even scarier is like you touched upon this is that mm. they have Chernobyl mm. because like that could potentially be uh, a major bargaining. Like, hey, oh, give, no. us, give us what you want, or no. we open up. Are you? Yeah, I could see that. Like who? Who? Like who knows? This dude's a madman. What? Right. Yeah, and that almost ruined the the whole that whole area. I mean, right? it did ruin it, that whole area, well, but it could have fucked up entire uh, the entirety of Europe. Right, exactly. Until they closed it out, right? Yeah. I, well, didn't they? Didn't they figure out that some shit had had happened because in like Sweden or some shit yeah. there was like radiation in the air? Yeah, they uh, was it. They opened the window and then you could see the particulate. Yeah. Right? And then he, she, I don't know who it was. Uh, I I watched uh, the, the, the show, yeah. the Chernobyl show, but she put her uh, her radiator, not radiator, Geiger her counter. Geiger counter, thank yeah. her Geiger counter, and it's like it's all high <laughs> and that direction and yeah. it's like what like, the fuck yeah and it, I mean, we touched on this too is was it one was it two tenths of the standing army of Russia mm-hmm. were ready to invade like that's the, the stand the huge amount of the armed forces all of them were just there just to take over that small little con- 
country. Yeah. And it's just like, what are you prepared for? Like, what do you think they're going to have that's yeah. part of a resistance to have all of your standing army, like massive columns of tanks, air gunships, you know? <laughs> there could also be part that Chernobyl is, you know, the key point of the Russian super soldier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're, gonna, they're willing to roll the dice. Um, I saw this documentary uh, a few months back about the post uh, Russia and their nuclear program, mm -hmm. and like you know that yeah the Americans have their nukes and you, the Western nations have their nukes, but the the real philosophy around the Soviet Union about the nuke thing was like bigger is better, right. like the biggest bomb ever detonated, the Tsar Bomba, is, is, Love is the name, but <laughs> is, is, it was the Soviet Union and it had like a hundred thousand times whatever fuck the power of Nagasaki. <laughs> And they they proposed a, uh, I guess it was called a failsafe, mm -hmm. where they have just this giant ship, essentially a nuclear bomb, just floating in the ocean somewhere. <laughs> and if like communism as a whole were to fall, just blow it up. Oh. And the, the theory was that it was going to, you know, send all this nuclear particulate into the atmosphere and kill essentially everybody in the planet. Oh goodness! And their their philosophy was like, if 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 communism can't survive, then why should the rest of the world? Yeah, and they could potentially very much do that with Chernobyl. With Chernobyl, just open it up. Yeah, just let it go. Well, who's who's bad? Like, come on, the humanity. Like, I understand nations. I understand your allegiances, right? But have some decency for basic human rights. <laughs> See, that's the thing. They don't believe in basic human rights. Yeah. Well, you know, don't, <laughs> don't do this. This is bad, right? Don't kill children, right? Yeah. Just, but just, yeah, them invading and even with Chernobyl, which is arguably what wasn't that the moment that people started doubting the Soviet Union? One, one of the, the, one moments, of the big yeah. moments because it's like you can see the death. Yeah, but it's quote unquote Western propaganda. Yeah, it was that was one thing that was like super hard to hide. Yeah, where you you like yeah you have this this essentially unstable nuclear bomb the size of untold many megatons of nuclear energy is gonna would be released if not taken care of properly yeah. properly and in a sense taken care of properly was dump a bunch of sand on it. <laughs> <laughs> like look into the reactor core to see if it's, <laughs> if it's glowing or not. Um, it's just the situation where, you know, we there have been parallels of what's happening what's happening now to what happened a hundred years ago, you know, pandemic. Yeah. Same pandemic in nineteen whatever the fuck. <laughs> and then you know, inflation going up, inflation went up before um, the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. But now, like, who would have guessed that, yeah, we're echoing essentially everything that's happened 100 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, just, it's, it's yeah, I don't like being on this end. <laughs> I don't like being on the end where, yeah, you're right, history does repeat. Because we've seen it, yeah. like, multiple times arc around. It's, it's horrific. And hopefully this, this conflict can be resolved um, quickly. Because there's no peaceful resolve for this. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's already been... Bloodshed. Bloodshed. Yeah. Right? There's already been uh, civilians. There's a lot of condemnation. Uh, the sanctions put on from the Western nations are not going to sit well. Yeah. So that, if anything, is going to spur Putin on. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're doing it right. They must hate it. <laughs> I guess. Like, in, in the end, Putin is not going to... His hierarchy of military advisors aren't. Like, the people, his people are going to suffer. Yeah. Right? I mean, I guess at this point, like, you look at, you listen to the, a bunch of um, the leader of NATO, the leader of the British PM, the Biden, they echo, they say that Russia or Putin 
it's going to suffer the consequences. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Like, it's going to, the, the only way this is going to end is that he's going to have to be removed. Yeah. You know, by force or by whatever that saying is. <laughs> <laughs> the pose or something. Yeah. Like. So, like, is it going to be up to the people to rise up? Is it going is it, is it to be like... Um, uh, Hitler situation where he's in a bunker he shoots himself right. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the protest I think it was I, I think it was in Russia but um, there was a protest like can we skip to the part where you shoot yourself in the bunker where you shoot yourself <laughs> you kill yourself in the bunkers yeah I mean like ultimately that's how it's gonna end yeah there's no way like yeah we, we have to be mindful and, and acknowledge that these are extremely super powerful nations with a huge mili- military buildup. but like yeah, he's the kind of person, and this is so, like, antiquated, old to say, like, he just understands force. Yeah. Right? Especially his ba- his background, you know, the KGB, and I don't know, the training they've gone through. Some real fucked up shit. Yeah, and so he's just gonna, you know, up to the point where there are M3 Abrams rolling up through uh, the Kremlin. Yeah. I don't know that Like, point. is it gonna be... Um, see, but, like, are we gonna, are we gonna be, like, the, that nation that also fucking freezes... <laughs> like 50 miles from 50 the Kremlin. Miles <laughs> and we've seen that and we see the evidence multiple yeah. times where you know Vietnam and then you see uh, you know Korea and there's multiple instances where we're like maybe the bloodshed ends like no keep going <laughs> well yeah like we were talking about like like your father was a big fan of MacArthur and yeah. Macar- one of MacArthur's theories was to drive the North Koreans during the Korean War drive them to the sea and then we have I, I believe it was Patton that wanted to keep going, keep going east after the the fall of Berlin. Yeah, <laughs> when, and we look at them. Like we look at them now in the ma- in the years of perspective. Like, were they right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How easy would it be to to unshackle our like, humanity mm-hmm. if we kept going? Let's keep going. At the moment, we're like, no, it's done. We have war, but now we're we're just prolonging it. Yeah. Right. We're just pushing it forward, and now they've grown even stronger and more solidified in their position in the world. Now, how do we do it other than we have to wipe out their, you know, their ideology? <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's but how then, morbid that sounds, right? Very much so. You don't want to wipe a culture, I suppose, right? See, that's the, that's, the, that's the problem with ideologies. It's like people are going to live and die by them. Yeah. If, like, we, we're going through that now where, where there is a real ideological war going on in this country. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know? But, like... There's people who are, because they're so set on their rigid ideology, they, they don't want a discussion. And then with the discussion, we would find out that there's more, we have more in common than we have more dividing us. Exactly. But unfortunately, because of their rigid look on their ideology, they won't do that. Yeah. Yeah, we do. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're the shiny example yeah. of democracy like i i always wondered why our president was always the leader of the free world right he's always like the leader of like who voted for this <laughs> like, <laughs> you know and but it's we're one of the oldest if not the oldest especially coming from england well like this version yeah, of this version right? yeah, <laughs> this, sure. this version exactly yeah so now we, we we're just fractured to us man yeah. like our democracy has been bought and paid for for by the the corporation there's no there's no hiding that anymore yeah and then on the people side, they're all divided by ideology, yeah. which like we could fix the situation that we have now. We just have to come together and find common ground. Yeah. But unfortunately, we're just buddy heads. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just horrific on all sense. Like, all right. So I know that you have a 
New Year's resolution not to not swear. <laughs> nice segue, but is, yes. Is this a proper situation for you to say fuck? No. Not yet. No, not yet. When? And, when When would it until be? Until they're like, hello, here's a rifle. There's the front. Then you <laughs> So you're marching down. Marching down, right? <laughs> defending whatever foxhole in the in, in Cal, Battleground of California or something. No, no not to, to that extent, but when it's rectified, like World War Three is officially For happening, sure. I suppose. War, when war were declared. Or war war declared. What's the red light mean? War, war were declared. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it, up to the point where, you know, our armed forces are being redirected to defend the, the front on Poland. Something as bizarre as that sounds, right? Fuck, man. Uh, the tide the, to, <laughs> to stop the red tide coming from what was... Uh, Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia hasn't been around in <laughs> well, years. They probably renamed it. They, they reverted it back. What? How? Oh, Jesus. Because we, all right, so we have like in in those that area of the world, we have Ukraine, uh, Romania, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Poland, Poland, and then I have the Balkans. Right, the Balkans, Slovakia, and yeah. all that shit. Yeah. So once they start marching westward. Yeah, and then the selective services are, were called up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've read I read the fine print. Uh-huh. It's unla- the fine print, <laughs> the fine print right? Because <laughs> I was like, "Come on, this is an interesting thing." So it, it's unless our armed for our standing army, our armed forces, which is you know the Air Force, Marines, mm-hmm. so and so, are decimated to the point where they no longer can fill the ranks, then we're called up. Okay, but yeah. I feel like if if our armed forces are decimated to that point, yeah, we're essentially going to be the home guard, right? So <laughs> exactly, that's what we are. We're the guardsmen, right? Yeah. So essentially, if if our, our all of our armed forces are preoccupied, we're Hitler Youth, don't <laughs> <laughs> say like that. We're the Biden youth. We're the Biden youth. The Biden, I don't know what's the the, the Liberty Kids. The Liberty Kids. <laughs> Oh man! And uh, in case you know they're occupied and they invade us, you know, a la Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Yeah. <laughs> they they start paratrooping us, petsnaz over various malls and countries and stuff like. That. Then we we have. Yeah. I mean, but that's drastic. Very, that's very <laughs> drastic. drastic. And like, <laughs> I, I saw that uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two is available on right now to purchase. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, should I buy this game? And I'm thinking, <laughs> like, yeah, there was like this part of where um, the the Russians are landing in like a, a suburban neighborhood. And I was like, that looks dope. But then once it's like almost the reality, once it's, it's happening, like, I, was gonna... I don't want this to happen. <laughs> I do not it's, want this to happen. It, it, it's the same with Battlefield. Battlefield 2042, I think the new one is called. It's like it's versus the U.S. and Russia, and like, it's it's for resources. <laughs> oh God, it's it's just insane what's happening right now. We've gone like almost forty minutes talking on the subject, so we should probably move on because right, this is what a, are we gonna solve? Right, but this is is it a political podcast? I mean, it's kind of, like I said but at the it, beginning. But it's you're, super hard not to discuss what's happening. You're right. Yeah, it's like, something that will ripple down. It's gonna echo through history. Yeah, and we're, we're there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we tell our kids, "Where were you when, uh, you know, Russia where were you took over Europe?" <laughs> See, there's a, there's things where that's happened in our lifetime. Yeah. That are have gone down in history. You know, unfortunately, nine eleven. Yeah. This might be another one. Though not might will be another one. Yeah. And how uh, the responses? How what response is had, and then how that response is met. Is gonna dictate the future of humanity. <laughs> wow, jeez, <laughs> oh that's some 
like Fallout <laughs> or War. Or, or, I mean, war I never Fallout. changes. Yeah, War never right? changes. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you gonna? Do you have your vault? <laughs> my vault's too. I'm ready to be an experiment. <laughs> experiment. Oh my god, that's even <laughs> fucked. Up. That's even more fucked up. Yeah. Um, I mean, talking about Fallout. <laughs> Fallout is uh, coming to Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And what's his name? David Goggins? No. Um, Walton Goggins is cast as the lead and it's going to portray or the story's going to revolve around a ghoul. Which is odd. Yeah. Very very odd. odd Smooth skin, you know, just smooth skin. (laughs) Calling everyone smooth skin, I suppose. See, like, the ghouls, I've I've really only played Fallout 3 to some extent and Fallout Mm -hmm. New Vegas. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there were ghouls like that that were very pivotal to the story. Yeah, not not really other than I haven't played the first one and Mm the second one, but... Yeah, not really. They're mostly just kind of there. Yeah, they're secondary characters. And the, the story of the Fallout was like, you have to figure out a way to survive, right? Yeah. In, the, in, the, in the post-apocalyptic wasteland, be it the, the common... Uh, what's the, the fourth one? What's it called? The, the Commonwealth, the, but the Wasteland, what's it called? Oh, the Capital Wasteland. The Capital Wasteland, yeah. the Mojave. Yeah, the Mojave, yeah. But, like, it all re- re- revolved around humans figuring it out. You yeah. know, essentially resetting <laughs> civilization. And ghouls, yeah, that were discriminated against and stuff like that. And, and then some, but some had, um, they were just ghoulified. They mm-hmm. weren't 100% ghouls. Yeah. They weren't 100% feral. But they ha- all had the understanding that eventually they were going to get to that point. Yeah. 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 Which was, uh, yeah, that wasn't three. It was very morbid. Like, at some point, our brain, they're just going to become zombies. Yeah. Right, so, uh, it's, it's an interesting, weird perspective, granted. Also, I, I do can see them coming to the point where we have someone who's actually lived the war. I mean, mm. there has to be a point where he became a ghoul, and, you know, he looked into the sun, something <laughs> like that, right? And it's then, yeah, right, <laughs> he didn't do the thumb thing where it's like, yeah. you're too close. Yeah, and it's it gives an opportunity to have some backstory, I suppose. We didn't really get that chance in Fallout for someone who's been in the war. Yeah. So ghouls, I suppose, have that avenue of being at the beginning that turned them into a ghoul. But a ghoul doesn't necessarily have to be like a soldier who fought, right? No, no. It could be somebody who was... Someone who just looked at... And it's some, it's yeah, not really some, explained in Fallout, but like the nuclear... I don't the know, radiation. Ash radiation. Fallout. Yeah, yeah, Fallout. <laughs> That's why it's called Fallout. It's, look, Fallout is one of the, the, the more pivotal game series of in history. In well, modern history. Yeah. So... Having that adaptation into a TV series, which not a movie, a TV series, where they have more time to flush out the, the concept and the character development and all that stuff is, I feel like it would do anything but, I mean, it would be good. Mm-hmm. So I'm open-minded. It's just having the whole story hinge on a ghoul. Yeah. Kind of, like, why would you do that? Yeah. And I, I does it say if it's going to be someone from a vault? Because I, that's kind of, that's my... That it is has Fallout. to be. Yeah. yeah, it has to be someone what from if, a vault. What if it is, like, uh, somebody from a vault, but the vault experiment turned into ghouls? Yeah, I can see that. That, that I'm, I'm happy with. Yeah. Uh, the whole vault idea is just, like like you said, uh, humanity rising from literally the ashes and rebuilding and seeing how can we make it better or mm-hmm. change it than what we... I wonder, what do they go for vault? Vault tech? Because, like, that is a mm-hmm. pivotal story... Like plot point of the Fallout series, all of them, all <laughs> they're of them, all yeah. from Volts. <laughs> but it's yeah. super fucked up. Yeah, like for those of you who don't who don't know, Voltec was this company that proposed like vaults, essentially mm-hmm. underground chambers, living chambers for for 
for humans, but what they didn't let them know was that they were going to run experiments. Yeah, yeah, and these experiments varied from uh, one woman in the vault full of like thirty dudes. Yeah, or the opposite. Or <laughs> like the opposite. Thirty chicks and one Some dude. Were, was like uh, Vault Eleven, which is one of my favorite stories. The overseer, as your the term ended of overseer, you were killed. Oh right, yeah, no trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it's a it was it was a tradition, right? Yeah. Like everybody had to like everybody had to elect an overseer, but at the end of the overseer's term, they were killed. Yeah, which eventually led to the point where nobody wanted to be an overseer. Yeah, and it, that that vote broke out into essentially a civil war. Yeah, and then <laughs> everyone died. Yeah, and then at some point, it turns out, oh. If they didn't kill someone, it would have opened the vault or gave them more resources. Yeah. And it turns out, like, it was a whole, this whole game where if you chose humanity over, you know, the, the status quo. It was like these weird saw. Yeah. Saws. Yeah, it really was. I remember you had to sit down in a chair and, like, a door opens. Congratulations, you've passed the test. And yeah. there's, like, skeletons and, like, dead bodies everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's very Saw-esque. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucked up, but it's also a very pivotal um, story. Not pivotal, a pivotal plot point to the Fallout lore. Yeah. So I would assume that they have to do introduce the vault tech vaults. Yeah. But I don't know if they're gonna go with the whole human experimentation. Oh, I, I hope they do. I know it's a little. I know it's a little too close to home, Amazon. Yeah. But when it comes to that universe, that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Right. Even though there's literal nuclear war, right? the missiles are raining down. Oh, we have to worry about our bottom line mm-hmm. right how to learn more about this <laughs> like one in a lifetime experience in the vaults and experiments the the vault for fallout uh, 4 was 111 right uh, yeah. yeah and yeah. that one we actually got to see like the you know the 20 minutes before the bomb started bomb was started falling yeah and that that one the experiment went, the experiment was cryogenics yeah wasn't it yeah they didn't tell them that they they said they're gonna leave them there for like just to sleep for a bit for like a day but it turned out to be a hundred years. Like two hundred. Yeah, two hundred. Like yeah, yeah. So I'm interested to see what, how they're gonna weave the whole lore of Fallout into the series. Yeah. I'm just worried about the whole goal. Yeah, it's it seems like that's uh, that's the approach that some of these studios are taking with video game adaptations. Because like you see Halo, and Halo mm-hmm. looks 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 smells and tastes maybe like Halo, like Halo right? <laughs> but there's a lot of iffies. Like, wait, that doesn't kind of make sense. Like, why are there four Spartans? There's only usually one. Like, why is there a human antagonist? Like, stuff like that. Yeah. Even with the uh, Last of Us, mm-hmm. right? Last of Us is a little wonky too. So I did I, you see Uncharted? Uncharted, yeah, I did. Well, how is it? Uh, if you like the games, it's very it's it's very like the games. Yeah. It's it's very okay. This is like a sideway. <laughs> but it's, it's very the uh, loyal to that. Okay. The whole narrative, on the other hand, is very tacked on. But if you like the games, you can feel it's the game. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. was watching uh, my girlfriend play Fall, uh, Uncharted Four. Oh yeah. And I was like, that's it. I'm like, wait, <laughs> is this the game? Because I've I've never really played Uncharted. You know, yeah. like when I my heyday of video games was. I was a broke uh, college drop, uh, not college, a high school dropout. Uh-huh. So it was rare when I would buy games. But um, watching it now, it was like press X to write this paper. I was like, wait, is this the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's Deanna Jones essentially that. Yeah, that's uh, he, yeah Tom. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, t- Tom Holland does a pretty good job as uh, Nathan Drake. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it does feel like the game, the characters. There is a little liberties taken naturally yeah. to so that you know two mediums but for the most part it's it's interesting 
but it's not gonna. You're not gonna. Right, going back to the the whole Fallout, um, not the Fallout, but uh, Halo. Oh, Halo, yeah, the, just the liberties taking from it. So when it comes to Amazon taking liberties, uh, I hope they bring it back to what the content is, not the content, the source material. Yeah. Right. She he has to be, or she has to. You know, he well, he yeah, he <laughs> has to be part of like Vault Tech because that's the pinnacle point of every game. That's literally. where that's actually where the story starts. Exactly. Is them leaving the vault. Every game, even yeah. the ones before of uh, the acquisition by Bethesda, mm-hmm. right? The first and second one, they were leaving a vault to yeah. find the Gek, right? So water chip, yeah, <laughs> yeah those, right? the water chip that makes water. Or... I think the only one was that wasn't was New Vegas, right? It was already established that the vault had opened, and the, oh, whatever, you're right. Whatever communities or civilization had already like flourished in their was way. it? I always thought, oh goodness, that's true. He was just the the lone, not the lone wanderer, the lone survivor. No, the courier, the courier, right? Yeah. There wasn't really much background. So they had already oh. established some sort of you know. Not parallel, but like some sort of copy of a civilization. You know, the NCR was established, so it's like a military force already existed. Right, right. They were trying to harness the power of the Hoover Dam energy. They're looking for energy. So that their evolution of civilization was already happening. Right, you're just kind of a bystander. Yeah, you're kind of just some guy who got shot and yeah. wanted revenge. Even though it, there's even some like lore behind them, which I don't really know. I didn't. I played the Fallout New Vegas religiously, but I don't quite... It was not really my favorite one. Yeah, I, I mean, it was my favorite one. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see why. It's, it's really like, just go on. Yeah. <laughs> just go on. Just no objective. Just go on and find the guy that killed you. Yeah killed you or shot yeah, yeah, yeah. back then yeah which like what, what i was gonna say was like when you said if it looks like a fallout is it if it looks like halo tastes like halo <laughs> but i feel like with the paramount plus series they're gonna take the liberty of saying like this is a parallel story happening to, to that of the video game yeah so with the silver i think timeline or whatever that's parallel <laughs> yeah it's called something weird but yeah that's like the kelvin verse for star trek yeah, yeah. so like with the with the fallout you can't really say it's a parallel universe. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. like we know there's a destruction happening. Right. There's a point in time that yeah. ripples throughout eons and, and a thousand years. I mean, potentially. <laughs> history, we yeah. don't know. That's true. Like, yeah. they, they don't say that, that Chernobyl is going to be in ha- it's going to be habitable for 25,000 years. And that's eons. Yeah. That's so fair. potentially there there is um, it could be eons. Yeah. So here, my question is: yeah. Since uh, New Vegas wasn't really directed in Vault Tech, mm-hmm. no, what would you prefer? Would you prefer a Vault Dweller, or would you prefer someone who's just kind of thrown into this unknown world? Mm-hmm. And New Vegas was. If they do go with a whole ghoul timeline or storyline, mm-hmm. I would like to see it be like you said, a fight, a, a soldier. And then him being ghoulified. And then him having to live his everyday with the repercussions of that. Right. Rather than like being, uh, or being like I, like I said, where the Baltic, the experimentation was that they got ghoulified. See now, gosh, I have like head cannons now. Would it be, would it be a stretch if we'd say uh, it's on Anchorage? It starts at Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah. And then uh, it's one of the first people who are using the T-51B power armor suits. Oh and then say the nukes go off and yeah. he, he stays in the suit, but he's ghoulified within the suit. So he, he tries to wander home and he knows his family is signed up for vault tech, right? So they're, they're safe. So he tries, he's looking for the vault where it is, but he, he goes to a new land and then it's the power armor and then it kind of you know, collapses on him. And then it turns out he's a ghoul from the inside of the suit. So how, how long would the reveal be then? Exactly. 
Exactly. Well, at the end of like, the first episode. Oh, I was gonna episode. say the I was gonna say the first episode where it, you can just have him walking like a dude in power armor, like mm-hmm. fractured and uh, man malfunctioning, walking to where he thinks his uh, his hometown used to be, and then it kind of just collapses on him, and he comes out and he's a ghoul. Like, what would you prefer? Would you that to be? Because I would. Well, that is that sound like really interesting. I would prefer the first, uh, like the first scene, uh-huh. like him wandering, like this dude wandering in the desert, and then the power armor kind of just collapses, and then it's him. Or we could do at the end where he helps people in the power armor, but the power armor functions, and then it collapses, <laughs> and it reveals that he's a ghoul. Right. You could say yeah. like there's a settlement being attacked, and he's the only one who needs to help. <laughs> You know, Garvey, right? <laughs> Preston Garvey. Preston, yeah, <laughs> well, Oh, my God. I mean, mark it on your map. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is interesting. It is interesting to have the introduction of power armor, which also is like, how are they going to make that work? Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's not blocky or, you know, what if it's a, a practical? Yeah. <laughs> like, would that be? <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Um, see, that is an interesting, that is an interesting uh a time, uh, synopsis you propose right now. Mm. It's like yeah, you, have, you have the you have the dude already in power armor, and because uh, it essentially protected him, but not really. Not so really. he still got ghoulified, and yeah. now he's looking for his family. Yeah, and then it ends like the first episode as as like the the, the chest plate and stuff like that. And then he finally realizes that it's falling apart on him, so he takes off the. the, the he mask. hasn't seen himself yet. Yeah, and yeah. then you, we see. Yeah, as a ghoulified. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, he's looking for his family who's in a vault tech vault. But then, since we know the background of the vault tech vault, we don't know if they're safe. Which and wasn't there only one that wasn't experimented? Like there was a few, a few. Yeah, there's a, a couple. Like some of them, like oh, uh, yeah, vault. I think one hundred one was relatively right. The one in three, relatively. Yeah, relatively <laughs> safe, right? They didn't have much. Uh, there was like resources, but they they stayed alive for the most part. But yeah, I think the f- the one for the people who made Vault Tech was the only one that or was. Why there. not have him be a vault room? Oh, like the courier? Not like the courier. You know, like they got to the point where some of the vaults oh be, they needed to go out to to find resources. Right. Was it is it a vault room? I, I think so, along those lines. Because a vault dweller is like you stayed inside. Right. Vault. Oh, vault dweller. Oh, that's a runner. Yeah, I guess. A nice vault. Yeah. You yeah. Can, I mean, you can be make vault it. anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why not have it be like that? Yeah. Where he does go out on a run for supplies, but something happens and he gets ghoulified. And he falls in a... Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that would... Yeah. I would love that, too. Um, a fat man. Yeah. Gets shot at <laughs> Now, would they be Death Claws? Yeah. You yeah. have to, right? Yeah, I'd say Death Claws, Mole Rats, Rad Scorpions. Would it be the... Um, rad the, Roaches? The, the Macho Man Randy Savage Death <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. oh, you want to explain? Uh, so when Fallout Four came out, fucking seven years ago now, I guess oh, at this gosh, point, you damn, to do the years. <laughs> there has the the advances of mod and and mod uh, moderations, as yeah. we want to say, mods. mods, mods, as the kids would say, um, have progressed to a point where essentially the game came and people were already like, "Fuck it, let's just remake <laughs> it completely," and they invented a mod. Um, where you took the death claw and turned it into a Randy Savage, <laughs> and whenever you would hear it coming, it'd be like, "Oh yeah!" You hear it at the distance like a murderer. Like, like, Slim Jim. Like, what was that? They just <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I, I would love that. I would love a, a little community nods, right? It makes me yeah. feel warm inside. Make it have 
I guess would that be fanfare or no? Yeah, yeah, that, that would, would be a, a fanfare. A fan, a little fiction, a little bit. Yeah, that I would be, be like a nod to the to the fans of the series. Take liberties and essentially yeah. remake the game. Exactly, like they they still do it now. Like even there's was well, it Bethesda stopped making content, right? They're yeah. focusing on Fallout seventy six, but there are the mod community who are focusing on like, hey, here's a here's California, mm-hmm. right? And you you visit the ruins and stuff like that. There's they take the engine and they just make it this whole new other game yeah i've seen i've seen some playthroughs of of completely modded story t- stories yeah where voiceover one, voiceover right. very well acted and stuff even better than palesta <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, there was this one that really captivated me was uh a core of um of a vault dwellers escaped a self-destructing vault Oh wow! Yeah, so that wasn't that was an intense sequence. <laughs> like they something happened, the remnants took over, and they, they needed to escape, and the only way to do so was to um, make sure that the remnants didn't like flee the the, the vault was to uh, self destruct. Mm-hmm. So they set off the self destruct, and you had to escape. And they're <laughs> running, and then like because the the, the vault is underground. It like this whole essentially like a volcanic explosion happened oh. as you were running away. Oh goodness! <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Um, but I mean, I'm. It's a, It's intriguing in the Fallout TV series. It's yeah. more intriguing that it is a TV series and rather than a movie. Yeah, which I feel like it'll benefit from it. It would, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, uh, There's been for whatever reason, <laughs> it has been a really light week in yeah. news. Yeah, it really has. Um, I mean, we know that there's already a, a Batman Two in talks. Yeah. Uh, which potentially is going to be part of the greater DC EU. Yeah. Uh, we don't know how exactly it's going to play into now, but we do know that the Flash might have something to do with that. Yeah. Um, like we we've been speculated uh, for a few years now that the Flash movie is going to essentially be a complete reset on the the DC EU. Yeah. Um, which also kind of spoiled their villain. <laughs> but if you know the Flashpoint. Yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, it's the Flash is gonna be that one, the glue mm-hmm. of the DC expanded universe. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, expanded universe. So I, it's within the realm of possibility that Pattersons would interact with the DC. Yeah, yeah, which For would the, be really cool. The, I feel like I was reading the, the second, article and yeah. they said that the the second the Batman film is still gonna be like the early years, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be more down the line. Yeah. So that's an that's an interesting to have like a excuse me still have like a raw Batman be part of a greater you know Justice League esque universe. Yeah, I I do want to see well since we're we've never really seen him as year two. Yeah. So now we're gonna see him as year two, and the anger is very much there. But I do want to see how he, you know, goes through it and becomes the very stoic Batman who just kind of looks <laughs> at you and just kind of says one word or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like calculated Batman. Yeah, exactly. Because even him, he's just like, where is he? You know, really <laughs> mad and stuff like that. And they're going to make a Joker too, right? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, is that weird? I mean, didn't the Joker make like $500 million? Well, I, I know. I, 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 the money, the money, just... Money talks, man. Right, that's fair. The, well, we've watched the Joker and we were very like, wow, what the heck? Like, I need mm-hmm. to go see my psychiatrist or something. Yeah, it's super dark. <laughs> but it felt like something that was a one-off, right? Didn't it it could have, should have been a one-off, right? yeah. Didn't it feel something that was a little more artistically driven than what was usually presented with the mm-hmm. Joker? But now we're seeing a sequel to it. Like, how do they... Like he's in Arkham. The Joker too, even jokier. <laughs> <laughs> Double the laughs. 
Right, um, Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joker uh, Two, Electric Boogaloo. Although I do like the the, the proposition that Willem Dafoe did, where he's gonna like he would want to play the Joker, but like an inner monologue Joker. Oh yeah, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Like have Joaquin Phoenix, but have Willem Dafoe be the inner. Would Joaquin Phoenix come back? I mean, if you fucking pull up another <laughs> money, that's true. But like you, you have because the Joker felt not only artistically driven, but the storylines were very up to interpretation. Yeah. They're very vague. They're very open. You How can, it ended. Right. It potentially killed <laughs> right. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> right. During, during the riots. Yeah. And stuff like that. But now, since it's going to be the second one, it has to be a little bit more reined in and more a little structured than that. Right? There has to be a storyline, right? There's no ifs. Like, oh, did he kill that chick that he's seeing? Or is he just seeing her? Um, you know, see, Domino was it Domino? Yeah, <laughs> the, the Domino. Domino right yeah it's like they have a relationship but not really because there's very psychological stuff could that carry into the second movie I mean like the only way you, I would see them do a second Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker would be him like yeah he's an Arkham or, mm-hmm. of jail they're, they use and then have his psychosis actually the breaking point mm-hmm. and then mayhem happens you know or potentially potentially be the the not the full-on killing joke but mm-hmm. like a variant of that hmm. where he does decide where he does snap and he does decide to take full-on revenge the city gordon and barbara so if, gordon see gordon see when it comes to joker yeah but the movie itself it felt very contained within itself yeah right there's not a lot of references throughout the greater dceu other than like a name here or a reference there but now when you add other characters it just feels more superhero-y yeah, you I mean, know, like Jim Gordon, like Barbara coming in, it just feels like now, now my attention shifts to Jim. Yeah, he's obviously the good guy. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Is is like, would you to make a second Joker film? How how much can that that character on its own, you know, fill out this, the the second film without introducing more of the the Batman universe characters? Yeah, unless time skipping and do something like that, <laughs> like the Killing Joke, because now Batman is active, I suppose. Right? Yeah, but like how how much how much longer would would you have to jump? Yeah, and then wouldn't that make Joaquin Phoenix's Joker already like a, a scene? Yeah, exactly because. The Joker arguably just gets a little bit more the Joker when he interacts with Batman. You know, yeah. there's always one without the other, sort of yin and yang kind of deal. But now, if you have him by himself, what would he do other than take over uh, Black Mask's territory, like yeah. that sort of thing, where he's building up to that point? And the third one, the Batman. See, but like, that's up. the thing. Like the, the Joaquin Phoenix, the first Joker, didn't really seem like he was a crime boss, like yeah. or had any aspirations. To yeah, him. he was just a bloke. Yeah, he just killed, uh, was driven to the edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, I guess. But he, yeah, he killed uh, yeah Robert De Niro, and then it sparked the discontent in the city. Yeah, that's, see, that's gonna that's gonna be an interesting way how uh, Todd Phillips decides to the second because like like you said, if you do introduce more of the Batman characters, then the the whole expe- expectation is gonna be Batman. Yeah, but it it was not. You know, it's supposed to be a second Joker film. Right. Right. See, I don't know. I don't know how would you do that. Yeah, like it, unless you would just want to make something completely up, something else up, you know? Yeah, and time skip. Or <laughs> do <laughs> like he, he's he inspired the real Joker? I don't know. <laughs> something. See, like. But then, then that leads to Gotham. Yeah, yeah. You always use Gotham. <laughs> Gotham I mean, Gotham it's, is it's true. <laughs> is a is a is the perfect um, example of 
a great opportunity missed. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all of them are what? Middle-aged? Yeah. And then Bruce is like a teenager. It's like a young adult beating all these middle-aged dudes. <laughs> it's just terrible. Um, I mean, if if it, they do give us another version of the whole, you know, the first one, mm-hmm. which, you know, it is like super dark and super depressing and stuff yeah. like that, but... It won an Oscar. Yeah, it did. Well, not the movie, but <laughs> his performance. Right, which now, still won yeah, an Oscar. Won an Oscar. So, I mean, taking into consideration how far the Academy Awards have fallen off the pedestal, <laughs> for some reason, it still means something, you know. Right, right. Um, and there is still that that clout, like you won, you won it. You know, right. take Me. that Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not gonna get this. Yeah. Um, did you did you have any speculation of who was going to be the the villain in the Flash movie other than Man. Reverse Flash? Reverse Flash. <laughs> uh, I don't even. Do you know any Flash's rogue gallery? Um, other than Captain Captain Boomerang. Uh, Captain Boomerang really I think he <laughs> he fabricated this. Whole... I mean, he threw his boomerang so I... hard and it bounced right back at him, <laughs> caused the shift in the multi university. <laughs> <laughs> I. I don't think there is a bad guy, honestly. I think it's. Do you think it's just gonna be just him sewing the? Yeah, I the think plot holes well, in the. Not, not, <laughs> not just that, but he, I think it's just gonna be him suffering with the consequences, of, and this is it ripples down, right? It's not necessarily a someone who's stopping him, but just oh look, you turned Aquaman evil. Good job. And then now Aquaman's after him, or you know, Wonder Woman. I know they're not going to do this. Yeah. But, you know, Wonder Woman, who's a like the evil Wonder Woman. Him. So it's not very, in a, a overarching antagonist per se, but just of his actions. Yeah, I mean, very. That's very much so in the Flashpoint the story. Yeah. You know, like it's not Igabar. It's a fucked up name. How to say Igabard. <laughs> Thorn, Thorn, or something like that. that. The sounds, Reverse Flash, right, right. Just, yeah, just the Reverse, reverse Flash. flash. <laughs> He's not really necessarily the villain mm-hmm. because what the consequences of what's happening in the in the Flashpoint paradox was all be stemming from the Flash just need to going s- back in time to save his mom, right? And then that was the ripple effect that caused the essentially the genocide war. Right, the, right. Like really, <laughs> but the thing is, with that, there, there, and not in a, the traditional sense of antagonism, but there was something holding him back. Right, there was this yeah. whole thing. Well, there. because there was the, the the speedster. Right, there was the second speedster siphoning off the energy. Like I guess you could say he was the villain because of that. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I, very vaguely. Yeah, but even then, it's uh, it's yeah, it's more of like a journey for him. Like yeah, suffer from like this is what you did. Like this is the result of. I don't know how it's going to translate well in film, but like there's always a, an expectation of an overarching force pushing him back. This could also be a an origin story for for the Flash. For the Flash? Mm. Because like in the Flashpoint, he doesn't have his powers, so he has to recreate the accident that gave him. His oh, powers. it's like a pseudo origin yeah, sort so of thing. Yeah, saying, if they do like stick relatively uh, close to the source material. Mm-hmm. Then we, they could get away, potentially get away with a pseudo origin story for the Flash. Yeah, they could do the whole Back to the Future where he made his own villain. <laughs> yeah, he kicked the kid, and then that kid <laughs> grew up to be Lex Luthor or something like that, right? you know, something. or Captain Boomerang, right? You know, he yeah. kicked someone and he fell on his boomerang and hurt his head. Now he's the evil. <laughs> How awesome would it be if in in the in the Flashpoint they introduce him? If it's Henry Cavill. 
I mean, yeah, they open up, they open up the vault and there's a super skinny Henry Cavill. It's super skinny. That'd be sad as heck. But yeah, I would love that. Uh, I would like. They are they are gonna have Supergirl. Yeah, right, Supergirl. And I love I love Supergirl. But yeah, it would be really doesn't cool. Get your yeah, it's hard yeah. as the man of steel. As the man of steel. <laughs> yeah, if Henry Cavill came at some point and I was a skinny one, that'd be sad. Now, now that we're into this, um, this widely adopted multiverse within Hollywood like that's the storyline they all want to go mm-hmm. do you think that what uh, Joe Russo said about it essentially becoming like flat and uh, was it like a go to story yeah yeah it's uh, it's essentially what we talk about all the time yeah right? the corporations see that oh multiverse stories are bo- are exploding here's what he, I think the example he did was chocolate ice cream yeah right? like, like, you want he, chocolate ice cream yeah, have some chocolate ice cream with chocolate sprinkles and fudge. Yeah, here's fudge. You know? <laughs> here's, sprinkles, here's marshmallows, right? And there, there is a risk of something so big that it's overplayed. And we've seen it before. Yeah. Right? We've seen the idea of a plot point that's sold so well that every movie then on for it had that certain. But given he... I do agree with him with the creative side. Yeah. There is enough creative energy within all of us. Because we do see something and we say, hey, that could be different. Yeah, uh, that could be like maybe not sprinkles, maybe ice cream, uh, vanilla ice cream or, or like something. A waffle like cone. That. Or waffle cone, right? Yeah, there's <laughs> enough leeway for us to have that. Yeah. Um, it's, I, yeah, I, I 100% agree with what he's saying, where once the corporatization of anything gets like into its full blown effect, it does become dull and stale. Yeah. And ha- having the, um, the creatives be more in control of what their vision actually is will of keep it fresh yeah you know but we've only really on the big screen we've only really seen it with spider-man mm. yeah you mean in terms of just taking a left turn yeah <laughs> well and the suicide squad because you see we'll see the pe- okay you give me that face <laughs> okay, yeah, i'll explain <laughs> you see Elaborate, you see you suicide squad and you see that that's the corporatization of it right you know the first one right the first one mm-hmm. suicide squad yeah um air air suicide yeah. squad right and you see how it's it's trying to copy guardians it's trying to take all the hype of other shows you know music going making it its own thing like hey yeah. look we have music here too but then you have the suicides that takes that element and makes it essentially the same structurally wise but makes it more unique in feel it's yeah down, it, down to the music it right? has you could straight up tell that it has james gunn artistic v point of view right unlike the 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 air, which is very corporate, right? Like so, you said. right. So you see the, you know, the chocolate sprinkles, and then you see James going, "Hey, let's put a, let's a, put a cherry on. Let's it. put a cherry on <laughs> it, right? Yeah, let's let's throw it out the window real quick, and yeah. I'll just do something different, and and that's the parallels to it, mm-hmm. right? But, but what I'm saying is mm-hmm. that in the whole multiverse story, we've only seen Spider Man. So to say, hey, in like the big screen, mm-hmm. so let's yes. say, hey, it's going to become stale. Don't you think we should have at least another couple movies to actually gauge whether or not it's going to become stale? Gauge as in like a trilogy, and then not necessarily what, a trilogy. How many movies does it take for the property so we, to be okay. stale? So we have the Flash coming out, mm-hmm. and that's also going to be a multiverse arcing storyline movie. Yeah. So once the, the the Flash comes out, and if it's another typical DC movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, they did fuck up Ayers' Suicide Squad. So right. Why, why? It's within the realm. <laughs> it's in the, the very realm of possibility. 
that, <laughs> that please is, don't i mean <laughs> it's a you're using your your cash cow it's a batman film i know that's that seems like you're i'm making it i'm giving it poop yeah right but i'm not and it's something that they they're working on their strengths but there is a realm that they can you know, they can fuck it up they can mess yeah it up, right so I would feel like, hey, okay, I, I understand and agree to some extent with what Joe Russo is saying, but let's give it some time, mm-hmm. you know, before we start saying, hey, let the creatives do the thing, which I'm all for. Yes, 100%, let the creatives do their thing. But, um, you know, we've only really seen one. So for you, it, it well, for what you're saying, it's like a tug of war sort of thing. Uh-huh. So there has to be a certain degree of corporatization, you know, for the structure and mm-hmm. for the marketing and such. But there also has to be an ounce of creative juices. Not not necessarily just an ounce, but, but you more, know, yeah. more like a, a stake in it. Yeah. Right. So just so we have the corporatization like Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and that's obviously something. And then you know, Air has been making a fuss like that's not my vision. Yeah, I mean, rightly so. Yeah. I mean, he has to defend his name in some way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I guess that's what I'm saying is like you have to first. You know, see where it plays out and then criticize after rather than criticize ahead of time. Right. Because there is the risk of creatives overthinking. Yeah. And like they want to make everything new. But we know that everything's been done under the sun. Mm-hmm. Right. The first thing we've learned in uni and uh, college. Every story has ever been told. Yeah. But the context of it is different. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I, yeah. I could see that. I could definitely see that. That's something that they need to give it some time before making it like, oh, hey, out of the box. Right? <laughs> yeah. it was like one of the things that the article underlined was that there's going to be a Blue's Clues movie <laughs> with all, uh, how many bl- Steves were there? Like three or some I shit? There were th- <laughs> I think there were three. <laughs> they were all going to come together. <laughs> so like, what is happening? <laughs> all the Blues just show up. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I, hopefully, Black Adam's not <clears throat> Like a corporate, well, more of a multiverse sort of deal, because he he has to exist within the DC expanded universe to some degree. Right? Yeah, without a doubt. Right, but then this already establishes that there's a, a justice society before mm-hmm. the league. So well, how I does... mean, chronologically in the comics, the Justice Society was before the Justice League. Right, exactly. But it it felt like the Justice League is new. Yeah, the whole idea of the metahumans banding together towards a common enemy is new. I'm, what, what, there was this, 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 I'm not talking about Snyder stuff. No, no, no. That's I'm, not part of. I'm, the I'm vaguely remembering like there was a storyline where there was like the old heroes and mm. then the new heroes had to. Was that Justice League or? Might have been. I don't remember. Yeah, something where like in the in the Justice League where when um, Diana was talking to Bruce about the ancients, mm-hmm. where they had their own you know set of of uh, fighters to protect the world. But now that they're all died off, there needs the, the new guard to come. To like the new gods sort of thing? See, but the new like gods Zeus? were evil. <laughs> that were the old gods. <laughs> yeah, in a sense. And it's like Zeus and... like I'm thinking about that sequence against Darkseid. <laughs> that's, <what I> <laughs> that's essentially the Justice League yeah. to some extent, right? The Atlanteans, the Amazonians, the forces of man. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's Joe Russo makes a, a complete and valid point, but I feel like maybe we should give it time let yeah. another multiverse movie come out and see, <laughs> see, see where we where we are where we are from there yeah and and in all honesty it's that's harder to pull off than most mm-hmm. the whole multiverse idea and like making it make sense to some degree yeah i mean because there's still like the multiverse like for for those of us who have have some sense of comics and stuff like that we have a, a grasp of understanding but 
there is this theory in the real world about there being uh, an actual multiverse. Mm-hmm. So if you try to like implement too much of like the fake with the the real world, then you start confusing people. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's like the whole with Endgame. Mm-hmm. Like when he spoilers, but he co- he goes back and he's putting the stones back, and you're thinking, how does he put those stones back if there's in stone form? You know, yeah. like the tesseract is in the little square, mabob. Like how do you put that back? Or with uh, Jane injecting it back into her. Yeah, or with uh, Steve seeing uh, the Red Skull again. Right, yeah, <laughs> or the Soul Stone, right? Like, how yeah. do you, like, I'm just going to put it right here. And <laughs> just going to leave, leave it. Right yeah, right here next to Natasha's right body. Right, and put it on top of her body. Like, like it, it opens plot holes. Yeah. Right? It's not something that it's in the narrative, it's just a hole. Yeah. So how do you work that up with multiverse stuff without it being... I think, I felt like Loki did a good job of explaining it. Yeah. Kang at the end when he's talking about how every branch of time, like time is linear, but everything that branches off time is its own essentially. Yeah. And you're like the timeline can only handle so much before it starts to collapse on itself. Yeah. So I feel like if, if you have a, what was it? Six episodes? Right? <laughs> yeah. Six episodes. Watch Loki if you haven't already to, to get a better grasp of how the multiverse works within the comic realm because the, how the multiverse works within the real world it's completely fucking different and it's complicated right and like way beyond theory, yeah, way yeah. beyond what we a TV <laughs> certificate <laughs> yeah. right? way beyond what we're qualified to talk about even though clearly you listen to the first 40 minutes of this episode right <laughs> um is there anything uh oh the Star Trek let's talk about Star Trek oh Star Trek were we just talking about this last last, well last week when they announced that the movie was happening oh right right. and then this week the cast was like huh (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's such a weird thing like to hear it from another source like you're back to the job like wait what like I am yeah it's it's, it's weird like I remember I I was listening to this podcast like years and years ago and they were talking about how there are, there all have been bands where like they're performing and then the singers like this thank you for coming this is gonna be my last show with this band and then he didn't tell the band <laughs> and they were like wait what <laughs> having something that major dropped on you and on that moment yeah I just I I couldn't see now that makes me feel like do are they in the talks to come back if they didn't even know that the fourth one is being made I mean. I, I would imagine so. Like, I, I, in the article I was reading was said that uh, that Chris Pine is in the talks. Okay. Like, the preliminary, per, preliminary talks. But by the time, like, the movie's announced, at least all of them are in talks, if not on board completely. You right. know, which right. is a weird thing to do. And you know JJ, which he was the one who announced it, would be like, uh, have a little more sense of professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> like, JJ's like, tone it down. Man. Yeah. Right. I, I, maybe it could be, it would have been like a strategic move mm-hmm. because like the, the whole concept of Star Trek Four has been bantying around for years now. Right, right. And it's been, it's fallen apart multiple times. So I feel like if he was to announce it now and then it falls apart later, <laughs> it's not going to be on him anymore. It's going to be like on the cast. Oh, I see. Like it's them. They're yeah. the ones who don't want to be yeah. on this, <laughs> this dumpster fire. I don't even know where Star Trek 4 is going to go. I mean, the they're going to destroy the Enterprise. That's a fact. <laughs> it has to happen. Yeah, it's like, yeah, right. It's the canon. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You got to. Oh, please don't. In all seriousness, like just, Oh, I can't sit in the theater like, hey, there it goes, the Enterprise, yay. 
I would like to see uh, them bring back um, Shatner. Shatner, really? Yeah. In like a multiverse kind of. I mean, how did they have Nimoy? <laughs> multiverse. Yeah, and has some sort of aspect of that. You know? <laughs> Just coming off of Russo's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I mean, they get they gave Nimoy his due. Why not Shatner? Didn't he die canonically? Yeah, yeah he did. But if you go before that, <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah, right. And save him. I mean, come on. Yeah, off the bridge. <laughs> Instead of falling off the bridge, he falls into a portal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's exciting. I like the Star Trek films. Yeah, it is kind of fucked up that <laughs> he did announce it without without consulting at least. <laughs> but it is funny because like the the whole collective cast was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all working on their own projects. Yeah, and I could just hear like them having this massive Star Trek chat. Yeah, like, this message. Like, chat. wait, we have wor- wait, wait a minute. <laughs> like, what's happening? JJ's on it. He didn't even bother to text him. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but you as a, as the resident Star Trek fan, how do you how do you sit with this? Uh, I think it's weird. The fourth one. Yeah, I just the, just the direction of what they're gonna do. Like I I can have a head cannon. I already do have the head cannon. Yeah. Like I do. I have a whole like bring the Klingons and their conflict and all that stuff. But for Star Trek to have more wider, modernized uh, viewership, it, they're not gonna go with what I with Star Trek. What I know. The boring Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. The boring Star Trek. The more historically like concrete stuff like right you know there's a conflict and there's a war we can't go to war and all that stuff it's gonna be like you said the enterprise gets destroyed something happens i mean you have to like something (laughs) has to happen at a scale like that because like star trek for it's important i've said this many times before star trek for it's important in, in in you know nerd culture science fiction culture in television history it was super boring yeah. Nothing happened, really. They were just, like, pondering as a, they floated from rock to rock. <laughs> it's very... Not not cerebral to say that, oh, you don't know anything. Yeah. But it's very... Yeah, it's very... Here, let's write down exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. Like, most of the episodes... I haven't watched the original series, but most of the episodes... I have not watched the original <laughs> series. That still boggles my mind. Like, how is that possible? Right. I don't... It's TNG with... Uh, I forget what the... I think NBC or whatever they had it on. And I was like, I'll watch TNG. But at least TNG had, like, some sort some action it's not see like Picard fought somebody once right, that's true right? <laughs> yeah, TNG and then as it got on with Voyager and Deep Dish 9 there was more like drama <laughs> there was more drama and you know more of the the modernization of the viewership right yeah because it became more serialized than you know episode of the week with TNG and the, the originals but when it comes to Star Trek I other than what you said bringing Shatner and then that just starts the whole like war I guess or something happens yeah then Star Trek the the fight to time or something <laughs> Star Trek yeah something along those lines right I mean like you have to especially if you're trying to sell somebody on a two hour movie yeah. it has to be like you have to go beyond what the, the originals were and they, they have to become essentially action films yeah, you know, it, action films with the backdrop of a science fiction story exactly it's exactly what you said with Back to Russo, right? Yeah. And not, not multiverse aside, but the whole idea of it being controlled by uh, the studio first to have a good foundation, something that is marketable. Yeah. And then the creatives take over. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have something like what I like and then have like an hour of them doing diplomacy and, you know, <laughs> there's explosions and there's espionage and all that stuff. Which the fourth one already has a director, like on board, Terrence, you know, blah, blah, blah. The dude, oh, Matt. Wait, where'd it go? Matt, come on. 
<laughs> so is it JJ executive? Yeah, he's produ- well, Bad Robot. Oh, yeah, production. Robot. So okay. he's got to like some, you know, there's going to be a lens flare. <laughs> um, what's his name? Matt Shakeman, dir- director of WandaVision. Oh, is on board to direct uh, Star Trek Four. So oh, they so they just have to wrangle the cast again. So there might be some element. I mean, the only thing we know is WandaVision, and that did have some multiversal elements there's to not going to be a one division too right? right no yeah i feel like sh- that character is going to be used uh scarlet witchy in yeah. uh doctor, doctor strange, strange is, uh, multiverse of madness yeah that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 now that we see it where it's framed in the whole timeline yeah they're... unless she goes back to, to the place and takes over again <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm excited. I like the 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 J.J. Abrams uh, Star Trek. I know there is a lot of flack given to them. Yeah. Uh, mainly because of that reason of it being more of an action film rather than a Star Trek film. Which, which you've watched all of them. Yeah. Right. So, what is your tears on them? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the first one. Mm-hmm. First, third, and second. First, third, and second. Yeah. And that's you like the first and then third, second. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm more like three two one. Really? Oh, in reverse. three one two. Three one two. Yeah, three one two. Yeah, I, I, I got right. to see Con, that. The first know? one because <laughs> the first one mainly is above the second, the third one because it establishes the characters and it introduces this new generation of is it, it you see Chris Pine doing Captain Kirk. Right. The, like the, the Kobayashi. Char- yeah, it's charming. It's <laughs> he's like really good acted. Carl Urban. Being his bones, uh, right? Bones yeah, and you know, that's, and how they introduced the characters and Simon Pegg as um, Scotty. Yeah. So like that one just makes it a little bit better than the third one. The third one is fun. Yeah. Uh, in its own sense, how they um, have to essentially re uh, or use that old ship, uh-huh. and then they use sabotage and blowing. Yeah, up the yeah. Ship. And see, that's the scene. That's why I like the third one because yeah. that's Star Trek. Yeah. Right? They they outsmart. You know who would have thought instead of having an army versus this swarm of of locusts essentially, right? Yeah. We're gonna use science and use a, and use this <laughs> find uh, the frequency. and find the frequency yeah. to blow them up. See, that's the most Star Trekian thing I've ever heard. But it's also an action movie. It, but it, it, come on, you got that line where he's like, "Why is he playing classical music?" That's <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> it, is, it is. It really is. Like, is that classical music? And I'm like, "Oh, my heart!" Like, <laughs> which is a little too close to home because at some point, isn't our music classical, classical now? Yeah, now right. at this point, yeah. Right, ACDC and you know, Rolling Stones. Yeah, you know, those were classics before we were born. <laughs> um, even more so. Yeah. Um, the second one is just a cut and paste of. Uh, Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Even though I haven't seen it. <laughs> Again, how? How is that possible? And uh, except uh, Kirk is the one who dies. Yeah, it's reversed. It's reversed in Wrath of Khan. Yeah. And which is uh, the scene that always makes me laugh. And I know it's supposed to be a a, a, pivotal, a pivotal a pivotal scene. Mm-hmm. It's like, my name. You know, he, he mm-hmm. looks into the camera. My name is Khan. And I'm like... I look Wait. around the theater like, does anyone know who this is? <laughs> like, is this supposed to be like, you know, oh, you get it? A big review. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. Is no. Which, I, I was going to say, who do you, who would you like better as Khan? Cardinal Multibon or um, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch? Benedict, it has to be Benedict Cumberbatch. Not really? the direction that they gave him, mm-hmm. but if they directed him. Just a him, better cla- actor? Yeah, and he has a he has like a Shakespearean back a theater background. Yeah. So uh, if I remember, was it the first con he did? He did sprout a lot of Shakespeare and you know and all that stuff. And if they took that direction with 
him rather than what we got where he crushed the dude's head yeah. a robocop's head then yeah. <laughs> a robocop's head so. oh man we've pretty much gone through all of our uh Michael Bay, yeah. does he really deserve uh, any topic? Uh, he's complaining about he lost the whole Big Explosion Award. Did he? Yeah, he lost. There's an award apparently. for yeah, Big Explosion. Apparently, FX or something or other. And he said he, he who did he lose it to? Oh, he lost it to the Nuke in um, Double Seven. Where they really? Blew <laughs> they blew. I mean, <laughs> can 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 you outdo a Nuke? Not that I say. <laughs> <laughs> Right, he was using like he was like he was complaining about Pearl Harbor being the most explosive one, and then and then when I read what he lost against, and it's like, uh, wait, how, okay, how is uh, how are you gonna outdo a nuke? <laughs> it's the most Michael Bayan excuse complaint. complaint ever. Yeah, did he lose? Does he still have the rights to uh, Transformers and no. Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles? I, as much as I know, no, not at all. And when they had Bumblebee, he actually went. Uh, they, I don't know if they did on a crusade. Well, they told him like, "Hey, you're not tell them you're not connected to this movie." Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like we have no, my studio has no connection. No connection. Yeah, Thank no, God, because yeah. honestly, like out of all the modern day directors, you know, yeah, Michael Bay is the spectacle director, mm-hmm. but like, come on, okay. at some point your direction has to evolve beyond that. Right, but he knows the game though. I'm not defending him. Are but, you? Are you not? I'm not, I'm not. I've seen all the Transformer movies multiple all right. times. Everybody, <laughs> not multiple times, okay. Maybe, you know, one or twice. The, the first and third one. You've so. seen them multiple times. Anyway. <laughs> has Michael Bay been... Is there a point where Michael Bay was a good director, in your opinion? Um, I gotta see his filmography. <laughs> like, The Rock is in there, right? Uh, not, not the actor, but... Wasn't yeah, there the film. Sean Connery? Yeah, let's see. The Rock, uh, Pearl Michael. Harbor. <laughs> oh, oh my God, Pearl Harbor. <laughs> my Was Day. Pearl Harbor real not? <laughs> let's see what he's directed. Uh, Transformers. He, well, he's coming out with Ambulance. Right, the most Shakespeare, not Shakespeare, the most Michael Bay. Michael Bay movie. Yeah, like um, the whole movie was in the trailer. Yeah, 13 Hours. 13 hours, which was that one? Which is uh, the Benghazi movie with... Uh, oh, wasn't that? The dude from The Office. Uh-huh. Which everybody after that movie was saying like he has to be the superhero film. Oh, right, right. Armageddon. Oh, Aerosmith the movie. Who doesn't yeah. like Aerosmith? <laughs> uh, I don't see it. See, that's the thing. I don't see him... Like, any. all his films are all spectacle. Right. But come on, you were a kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Okay. I, <laughs> so I was there a it. point where you're like... Whoa! This is awesome. Or right, that wonder before you learned about <laughs> the um, art. I see. Like mm-hmm. when I would watch movies as a kid, I would watch them with my dad. Okay. And my dad wasn't really like English is a second language, and he wasn't really like, "Hey, I'm gonna watch this for the plot." Mm-hmm. I just like big explosions and people shooting at each other and stuff like that. So I, I would imagine at some point I like my fascination with movies also started with that. Yeah. But it quickly graduated to something <laughs> a little deeper. Like if you take uh, Transformers, uh, mm-hmm. the first one. I mm-hmm. like Transformers watching the cartoon as a kid. You know, had some toys here and there. And then uh, the 2007 when it came out, I was uh, 2007, 15. Mm-hmm. So you know, still a little, yeah, you know, kitty, naive, naive yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But still, I remember watching the movie. It might have been because I watched it in Spanish in Mexico. <laughs> but right, I was like, did. what is going on in this film? <laughs> <laughs> so there hasn't been a point where you watched a Bay film 
and you know was captivated and captivated right right something that's like oh this oh, is actually he did bad boys bad boys have there a, you go bad, bad boys yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad boys bad boys too arguably yeah bad, bad boys was too. a good follow-up yeah what some bad do, boys too do when they come for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh see but that's the thing like from there on out the movies he's done has been really like i said the spectacle mm-hmm. like pearl harbor i remember watching pearl harbor yeah that was uh, hilarious. Yeah. Was, as, as bad as that sounds, but the I, whole... I remember, like, the opening sequence of, like, when Pearl Harbor happened, but then from there on out, I'm like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> uh, the Rock? I don't... I, I know I've seen it, but I don't, I don't remember. Pain and Gain, I've never seen Pain and Gain, yeah, I haven't seen Pain and Gain. I've seen The Rock, and I remember, like, oh, look, that looks tasty. And it's the <laughs> uranium. It's the uranium. I thought it looked like candy. See, see, that's the thing. Wait, there's going to be another one? Another Transformer? Oh, yeah, Rise of the Beasts. Yeah, that was, that's, Next after, year? that's after Bubble. That's after he's gone. So, okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's still showing a Bumblebee on here on under the Michael Bay umbrella, so maybe he had, he had a producer credit. Maybe, yeah. Hopefully, that's it. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> here's, here's your credit. There you go. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see any out of all of them. Because I was going to ask you what's your top five Michael Bay, Bay films. Oh. <laughs> or top three, sure. Oh my god, I don't I don't know if I have any. <laughs> so like there there are directors out there where you clearly pick. You know, Guy Ritchie, Nolan, uh, Matthew Vaughn, mm-hmm. Edgar Wright, Taika Waititi, of the more modern directors where you could clearly see that hey, they have an actual directing style. Mm-hmm. And they the movies that they that they that they produce and direct have uh, an arc to them. You know, like a guy Ritchie, very gangster, British yeah. gangster, type of thing. Right, Taika Waititi, whimsical, even dark though, humor, dark humor, dark very humor. Dark humor. Uh, dark humor. Again, uh, Edgar Wright, yeah. uh, whimsical in a sense, dark humor, type of montages, montages like editing, yeah. editing, very fast paced yeah. and stuff like that. But with Michael Bay, <laughs> and it's like, and then with Michael, yeah, but Bay. in Michael Bay, but that's his style, though. But, you know, three sixty drone shots and you know explosions. Yeah, but like, could you hold it against him? I'm. I mean, he, he's clearly figured it out. There's a, I mean, he has a direct... He's been a director. I'm just on a, a podcast nobody listens to. <laughs> oh, I'm on there, too. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But that aside, is is it like the explosions, the one that's... He's like an offset rebel kind of deal when it comes to the other director that you named off? Because they do have their style. They do have their, yeah, but, their emotion. But this is like Michael Bay's version of that. But like you take you take uh, Nolan, mm-hmm. who has his gimmick, and his gimmick is to fuck with the timeline of a story. Yeah. But aside from that, his movies are very beautifully shot, very perfectly framed. It they're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You look at Michael Bay. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I love that you bring up this camp, and then there's like there's an obvious period, and then Michael Bay. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Right, like they're, yeah. they're, you take these these other contemporary uh, directors, and they have growth. Mm. In a sense, right? You're true. You know, they're, right. they're more complex. They're multi-layered films. Mm-hmm. But then there's Michael Bay, <laughs> <laughs> who just right. It's the same record. Yeah, it's the same fucking song over and over. Like at some point, the explosions have to be. There has to be more than the, the explosions. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. So like I'm. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> And like I know it sounds like I'm shitting on Michael Bay, and uh-huh. I don't want to because he's figured out his his style of making films, even though it's very one dimensional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's still Michael <laughs> Bay. <laughs> it's still Michael Bay. Like so. Okay, uh, I'm getting when I'm getting images of Coppola when he said uh, about the superhero films, right? Yeah. Them being cut and paste, them being the same. Do you think Michael Bay is 
the, the Marvel films or the superhero films are the same as the Michael Bay films? Cut and paste sort of deal? Same. To some extent, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you, you look at the Marvel Universe, the, the Infinity Saga, 22 films. Granted, a lot of them were establishing, like, origin films. Mm-hmm. Um, but until the Russos got their hand on them, they kind of just were a cut and paste. Especially phase one. Phase one, yeah. Right. Very, very cut and paste. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least there was some character growth. There was, like, some narrative there. There was some leading to a greater thing. Right. You know, but on the Michael Bay side, there's always the There's always a period, but if, yeah. you're, you're right. Uh, so would, would it be possible if Michael Bay did a trilogy of films? He what has. That, which one was that? Transformers. Oh, not, not Transformers. <laughs> no, but like by himself, right? Like appropriate on his own. Like completely right. ground, from the ground up. Right, from the ground up because the, at least there is some, you know, you have to grow your character to some degree. See, I would challenge him to make a trilogy of films without any. Oh gosh, I don't think he. I think it's like <laughs> cocaine for him. To completely stifle. Yeah, his I think he like he leaves creative differences, no explosions. You know, I don't think. See, like, but that's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you you look at Nolan and his 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 thing that he does is fuck with with the timeline of films within the film, mm-hmm. but then he did the Dark Knight. Yeah. Which arguably elevated the the superhero genre movie, like reimagined it completely. Right, right. You have uh uh your guy Richie. He's he does the 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 British gangster, you know, right. film stuff like that. But he, then he he'll do like uh Did he do Robin Hood? He did Robin Hood. Right, Robin Hood, right? Very medieval. Yeah, medieval sort of, stuff. It still like has that. a feel of it, but you know. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So like at least they it may like on Guy Ritchie's sense, it doesn't really do well box office like he did um what's that one the movie that came out uh the with matt um matt damon uh we talked about it martian I think, right? no not the martian <laughs> where it, War it, supremacy? It, it's doing better on vod rather than in the in the theaters we talked about this right oh dang I, it's in the tip of my tongue yeah the, the it was like this old-timey you know knights and shit movie uh let's see matt matt damon matt damon matt <laughs> um Fuck! What's this movie? Uh, the Last Duel. Oh yes, yes. oh right, right. Because no, that's really Scott. Scott. Uh, yeah, wasn't he mad because of people were on their phones? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was his whole shtick. Guy oh, Rich, which I I love Guy Rich. He's one of my favorite directors. Mo- like modern, the gentleman snatch, Man from Uncle. I still haven't watched Man How from have Uncle. Not seen Man from I Uncle. I don't know. Henry Cavill's in it too, right? And yeah, uh, Army Hammer. Oh, that's great. The chick who plays the one of the twins in uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, the golden lady. The gold- oh, does she really? Yeah, she's oh, in Oh, wow. It. Jeez. Um, but uh, uh, Ridley Scott's another character. Mm-hmm. Very super sci-fi focused, but then he does the last duel. Right. And gets mad. <laughs> he gets mad because nobody watches it. Yeah. But, like, he's still willing to go outside he of his comfort He took a risk. Zone. Yeah, he so, takes a risk. For Michael Bay to take a risk... It would make one where he doesn't have explosions. Where, yeah. Or at least they're more focused and more intimate rather than saturated. See, but that's the thing. Because like, if it's gonna still, it's still going to be an explosion. Because I could see... I would, I would challenge him to make it more focused. More not as saturated. You know, like a carpet bombing. Make it feel more <laughs> like... More... You know what? what contextual. What would... I, I would challenge him to do a Apocalypse Now-esque. Really, though? Wait, Apocalypse Now? Like Not redo it, but like <laughs> uh, uh, that style of movie where oh. it is 
it's like a set in war, but it's not really a war film. Right, it's kind of psychological. It's, yeah, it's a psychological thriller. So there are explosions. Right, but so every you, now and then. Yeah. Right, right. So I remember the PT boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would challenge him to do something like that. I'll challenge him to do a freaking... Uh, like a proper... love and prejudice, <laughs> <laughs> pride and prejudice, yeah, the notebook. <laughs> I love like actually give the female characters some leeway that yeah. having a three sixty shot of their butt or something. Could could there now be a a remake of Apocalypse? Yeah, why not? Would it work though? Yeah, I mean Would Marlon it's... Brando just phoned it in didn't he yeah but that's Marlon Brando right that's fair <laughs> he phones in like Kyle not Kyle what's the dad's name. A Jor-El, Jor-El. and it, it still came off like Oscar worthy. <laughs> um, who would be that Marlon Brando? Or DJ? Who would be Marlon? <laughs> no, I, I, I can't do. I, if I see him in a Vietnam esque, I think Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, so I can't unsee that. Someone that is Leonardo DiCaprio. No, I, I. How about someone, Anthony Hopkins? He's too old. Too old. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm banking on. Like that grizzled. Kind of veteran. See, but Anthony Hopkins is in his eighties. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's more grizzled. He's like a general now. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's a good point. But would you want to do that? No. There's, see, there are several movies out there that no matter what shouldn't be touched. How about the two thousand one Space Odyssey? Make as, it actually oh make sense. <laughs> as see, like as much as I don't like that movie, mm-hmm. I do recognize it's it's pivotal for film film uh, history and and its importance and not only film but culture right i think we all went through that rel- revelation revelation yeah. when we were editing it. <laughs> yeah so i i don't i think that space odyssey is another movie that shouldn't be touched yeah mm. um yeah it's, it's just like you take movies like, like like apocalypse now which is super important and super uh uh widely accepted to be one of the greatest films of, of all time right um but you know you want to challenge i'm see as speaking as a nobody that i am issuing a challenge to Michael Bay <laughs> to try to evolve his filmmaking style. Yeah. See, like, you would have to take something like that where he still has his explosions to play with, but the story doesn't hinge on that. Right. Like, you look at Transformers or you look at any other Michael Bay film, it kind of hinges on explosion to explosion to explosion. Yeah, yeah, it really... I, I think of Pearl Harbor and I get images of, of Bad Boys. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, right? like when when he's looking up and there's explosions, I, I get images of bad boys for some reason because it's the same shot and that's yeah. Thing, yeah, over and over and over again. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, how do we get on Michael Bay? Because <laughs> uh, he's mad about the explosion. Oh, that's the true. Nuke, that, that's right. That's the right. nuke explosion. From I mean, how could you be mad at that? that the <laughs> nuke is like the biggest thing you could possibly, big explosion you could possibly do, aside from like a sun going supernova. Right. <laughs> well, don't challenge him. <laughs> how about I'm get it too. Electric boogaloo. This time it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, that one movie called Moonfall? I forget the name of Ooh. the director. The one who always destroys uh, like monuments and stuff like that. Do you think he's <laughs> Michael Bay? <laughs> Michael Bay. Do you think he's Michael Bay esque? Let's see. Because he that was his whole goal, right? To uh, global warming and destroying everything. And who actually direct this? Roland Emmerich. Yeah, Roland Emmerich. Yeah, the um, his crusade to destroy all of humanity through film. Yeah, his uh, his is like uh, not just monuments, but like everything, <laughs> everything and anything that can be destroyed will be destroyed in, an, in a Roland Emmerich film. Do you do you think he is Michael Bay? 
or is he his own kind of? I feel like he's his own mm-hmm. because he still like yeah he still uses the the. the complete and utter destruction of everything that you could possibly lay your eyes on. <laughs> but there's still an underlying, underlining arc in that film. Oh, like, you take uh, The Day After Tomorrow. Mm. He There's, like, it's very CGI heavy and very, like, this ex- not explosions, but destruction. Mm. Very destruction heavy. But there's still that underlying uh, story of global warming. Right. right. The repercussions of that. Uh, 2012, the... Well, again, the end of the world. I mean, I wouldn't, I'd be surprised like, if you did. Every... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't oh, okay. look like he did. Else. But 2012, again, the end of the world predicted by the Maya calendar. Yeah. Again, complete destruction of everything that humanity has ever constructed. <laughs> but there's still like that underlying story of, you know, the world is ending. Or so it lends itself. Like family. <laughs> yeah. You know, you take uh, John Cusack and that motherfucker drives through the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but you look at his filmography as Roland Emmerich, he's done The Patriot. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. You know, a historical... <laughs> I don't say documentary because it's not a doc- uh, Period piece. Period piece, right. There you go. That's the word. Uh, wait, there's going to be an Independence Day 3? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, oh right because Independence Day 2 they did leave it open ended was a planned film so was oh known to have never mind. it was announced by Roland Emmerich after Independence Day Resurgence was released and cancelled movies okay oof kind <laughs> <laughs> of got scared on that one <laughs> but I feel like there are uh, filmmakers out there who kind of accept for what they do mm-hmm. uh, Roland Emmerich being one of them <laughs> Well, not not to talk no, shit about but you, that. They but found their niche. They found their niche, yeah, which is yeah, which is completely and fine. You yeah. can make the argument that Michael Bay also found his niche, but I feel like he has the sense that he's more than that, right? Which no, dude, you're not. Yeah, you know? like you want to be okay, then challenge yourself to be more than that. But if you just do like they 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 outlined in the trailer for that the new Michael Bay movie, The Ambulance. It was 30 explosions in the 30-second trailer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I always laugh at And then there's Michael Bay's stank where it's uh, it, they're, they're robbing the bank, right? It's mm-hmm. like, kill no cops. They're like, we don't shoot at cops. Like, when, why do you have guns? It's an intimidation tactic. Right. Like, yeah, don't shoot. But you know the cops are going to yeah, shoot. Yeah, they're going to. Yeah. It's, it, it's, and then there's the American flag. And then was there a beer commercial? Slumos and... <laughs> sweaty dirty everything. Right. like oh you're a combat vet huh <laughs> yeah that that whole movie I already got the gist of in that 30 seconds <laughs> yeah I mean you have Jake Gyllenhaal yeah who was a good actor and he, you know he likes to play around with his characters and his movie choices yeah then you have the yeah well, like Manta. yeah well whatever the fuck however <laughs> right. the fuck you say his name yeah, who was uh, name. Morpheus right right a very hipster morpheus but yeah jake gyllenhaal like anthony hopkins who was also in uh, a transformers the last night he i think is just to have fun yeah at some point you have to have fun like yeah obviously uh anthony hopkins clearly to have fun he was um uh odin clearly to yeah have fun. <laughs> even when <laughs> even when uh was it in the third one where he came back he's like oh and he's like drinking wine and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the MCU, in my theory, I'm not sure if it's true, but they're the highbrow actors, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, Matt, Damon. Matt, Matt Damon and uh, the one in uh, Winter Soldier, uh, uh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Ro- Robert Redford. Like, they just, they're like, yeah, let's cash a check and have fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in doing so, 
they they also lend more legitimacy to the movie here. Yeah, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Swinton. And then Hella. Uh, uh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Oh, was it Kate Blanchett? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's something right. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So again, more credibility to the to the superhero film genre. Yeah. And then it also it lends to it not I won't say lends, but it pokes holes in the whole Martin Scorsese you know, <laughs> that that whole era of filmmakers shitting on the on the genre. Yeah. Which like you have these you know very well classically trained Oscar winning actors who said who decide hey let's have fun. Right, right, and and then it's this weird parallel to. Like these actors are there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's always it's in the general like who don't really know the production wise of it. They assume that oh they're forced to be in that role. Yeah. Right. They're they're forced. They took that role because they're given a money and that they're they're contractually <laughs> obligated, right? But they're given a choice to it. Yeah. They can say no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, I just laugh because it reminded me of um, Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. where he was in an argument with his wife and he was. Oh. Like, yeah. He pulled out the, like, this is why I'm on these shitty movies, because you spent all my money. <laughs> <laughs> right, because he did uh, those uh, gangsters. Meet, meet the Fockers. <laughs> uh, was that? I watched all of them. I remember meet I was like, really. The Fockers? Yeah, not that one. The other one. Where Which it's, one? Uh, uh, Tell Me About This with, uh, I forgot his name. Tell he, Me About This. Yeah, he's, uh, dang, I forgot his name. He was, uh, my, he's head, he has like a big forehead. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Big forehead guy. Yeah, yeah big forehead guy. He's in the Jimmy Crystal or something or Oh, uh Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, thank you. Billy Crystal is like tell tell you about that, what you know about that. There's something like that. It's <laughs> like a it. mobster bit. Bill Lee. I, I just binged all of it. I don't know why. Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro. Billy Crystal, yeah. Let's see. Movies. Well, I mean Billy Crystal. Also, he has um, his own pedigree of film. Analyze this. Analyze that. Analyze this. Analyze like that. Yeah. Yeah. He has his own. He has his own pedigree of film. You know, he was in When Harry Met Sally, mm-hmm. one of the pivotal romance movies of all time. Yeah, which uh, I still haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> analyze this. Analyze that. Yeah. Um, was he in? Why are you in the? <laughs> I have to take all these. Princess, movies. the Princess Bride. Princess, yeah, the Princess Bride, which was uh, the you kill. My name is Tony Montana. No, my my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Yeah. So again, another film that's pivotal in film culture history. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then how do we get to build? Oh yeah. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the legitimacy of of oh, um, film, right? Film right, of the actors, superhero genre. The superhero yeah, genre right, right. Actors, and I feel like a lot of them also grew up, you know, in one way or another reading comics and being in one way or another connected to the to the source material yeah it's like henry cavill luckily henry cavill can do both yeah right oh yeah he can oh my gosh he can do all he wants he's a nerd but also (laughs) he doesn't take himself too seriously no but also he's very professional yeah i would love to see him again oh i would love to see him as anything (laughs) (laughs) i love to uh hopefully before the apocalypse, he does a massive. That's effect. what I'm saying. <laughs> he does a massive effect film. Before the apocalypse, holy shit! Who right. thought? Yeah. I hope uh, we're able to watch the Batman. And, uh, <laughs> Not in a bombed out shelter. Yeah, like, fucking five years from now, we find a print like the Batman. We're scavenging the ruins of L.A. Yeah. Right. You know. We go off on a journey to 
<laughs> to find a, the, a print of the Batman and then a projector to be able to watch it. <laughs> Gosh, we, Mad Max went nerdy. We braved the radiation zone of Glendale. <laughs> <laughs> the cannibals of Burbank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the raiders of, of uh, Culver City. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Wasteland of Beverly Hills. <laughs> the wasteland of Beverly Hills. <laughs> They're still shopping. They're still in denial and stuff. Yeah. Like that. How long was the apocalypse? Oh, just the week the ago. Ghouls. The ghouls. <laughs> the ghouls. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I guess that's our show for this week. Yeah. Fuck. Our wartime episode of uh, right. a Pop Salsa. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like, you still can't like not think about that. Yeah. It's something that... That quite frankly haunts me. Yeah, because this we know, is... <laughs> like, thankfully we don't know firsthand, but yeah. we know through like our fascination of uh, you know World War. <laughs> yeah, history, <laughs> in history. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's horrific. I hope uh, this gets resolved as as quickly as possible. Whatever ramifications humanity has to deal with uh, aren't as severe as predictions. Yeah, yeah. make. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. To our show, I've been your host, like always, uh, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy, Ernesto. Yes. Hello. Thank you for listening. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For show updates, follow us on Substack and Twitter. Links are in the description. You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.